From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's gang time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hey. Hey, good morning and happy, happy Wednesday. It's hump day, middle of the week. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us as uh, we uh, as we get ready to roll through a Wednesday morning. Lots to get to, lots to talk about, and a lot of fun stuff to uh to cover today as we uh, as we go through Wednesday morning, let's uh, let's quickly go around the horn and check in. Let's be, let you know what. Let's do it a little different today. Let's begin on our left with Ward White. Ward, good morning. How are we? Good. Ryan, good morning. What's going on? Not much, Tom. How are you today? I'm good. Good. Lots to talk about. Ready to go here. Uh, excited stuff. You know, guys. As uh, one era begins, I believe Chris Lancaster begins. His uh, his time at Robinson, he begins today officially. So as one era begins, another ends. I was a little shocked when I found out yesterday that Ray Biles is going to retire and retire immediately. I believe tomorrow will be his final day as the uh, head football coach and athletic director at Lorena High School. Ward, when I called you, were you a little surprised? I was taken back by that just a little bit, but you know, I completely understand, but yeah, that you just, you really don't ever think of that on, on somebody that's been so successful at a program for so long. It, no matter how long it's been, you just kind of go, Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm with you. I think there's some things that, that are just normal, you know, Tuesday, then Wednesday, Ray Biles, Lorena. I mean, it's just, you, you, you can't, you can't imagine that, that it's going to be any different. Do you know what Friday night will look like if he's, when he's not patrolling the sidelines? A lot different. Out there? A lot different. Incredibly strange. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. So I think 31 years in the books just at Lorena. And he's been other places. But he found a home in Lorena. And you know what? He was one of those that went, the grass ain't always greener. When he got there, he stayed there 31 years or so. We'll talk to Coach Biles at 8 o'clock this morning. Get his thoughts. And, you know, and, and, and I'm curious to the timing of uh, of the situation. But... Ray Biles, uh, and, and you know what? And this is what I, when I was, I was talking to him on the phone yesterday, and this is what I said to him. I said, we get it. We understand it. You deserve it. Congratulations. But for the rest of us, it stinks. <laughs> I mean, that's just just the way it is. I mean, he's he's so much fun. Uh, and, and you know what, what kind of what program he runs and, and the influence that he has on kids. So there you go. Uh, Corey came to see us yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. So Corey, I, I, I was actually texting a little bit with Corey yesterday. 
think about this now from 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 that perspective. And, and I promise you, this is he's not the only one. It's probably there's probably more than than you can imagine. But Corey said he coached me, he coached my oldest son, he coached my youngest son. I mean, stop and think about that influence on a community, and that's that's Ray Biles, but uh, he is stepping down. So we'll visit with uh, Coach Biles coming up. Uh, at uh, at 8 o'clock this morning. Also on the program, Josh Neighbors. We'll talk some Big 12 football and hoops. Kind of kind of get you up to speed on what's going on college basketball-wise. And also Stephen Simcox. Uh, after a couple of days to to reflect, we'll get Stephen Simcox to, uh, to, to reflect on TCU season. Not just the championship game, but the season. 13-2 under a first-year head coach. If they'd have, <laughs> if they'd have said... Hey, you're going to hire a new dude, and your starting quarterbacks are going to go out the first game, but you're going to go 13 and two and play for a national championship. I think everybody would have signed up, don't you? Well, no doubt. Yeah, that's that's a no brainer. Yeah, everybody would have been on board. Everybody would have signed up. So we'll talk to Stephen about that coming up. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, by the way, the ratings for that game were the worst in college football history for a championship game. Now, I don't know why. Because it was over in the first quarter. But is that, I mean, do you do you have to watch the whole game to get ratings? I mean, I don't know when I don't know how them. all that yeah, stuff works. I don't either, but that but it, it doesn't surprise me the way it was. First two things I thought of was it was a terrible game. Maybe that had something to do with it. And number two, lack of a blue blood. They only had one. But you go back to the, the the game before the second worst viewed game, believe it or not, was Alabama Ohio State. So there's no rhyme or reason. I don't. I don't think. But anyway, just thought that was an interesting little side note. Uh, let's see, seven oh five, and just before we went on the air, we were kind of looking at some of the basketball scores. Anything surprise you from the Big Twelve last night? Yeah, the Tech is on a horrible slide right now. They're on a skid, aren't they? Yeah. They got beat again last night, eighty-four to fifty. They didn't just get beat; they got blown out. So how do, how do you get that back out of the ditch and on the road in uh, this league? Zero and four is hard. That that's a steep hill to climb. You know, stop and think about zero and four is hard. Period. To get going again, but zero and four in this league because you know everybody feels sorry for you, so they're going to wait for you to get you know get caught up, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. Oh. In this conference. Uh-uh. And right now, I was I was just looking at the standings. It's they're starting to separate out, aren't they? They are quickly, mm-hmm. which is strange to me. I, I didn't think it would be that way. Uh, when you when you look at the conference, the Big Twelve conference, you've got four teams at the top at four zero, and then you have three teams. Three, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Three teams at the top at 4-0, Kansas, Kansas State, and Iowa State. Three teams at the bottom at 0-3. It, or, oh, I'm sorry, winless. Baylor 0-3, West Virginia 0-3, and Texas Tech is 0-4. Now, with that said, one of those 0-3s is going to get their first win tonight. But one of them is going to be right there with Tech. Yes. But think about how scary that is. You know. You you were you don't you don't want to be that guy. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
And if you're not going to be that guy from Baylor's perspective, you got to do it on the road in this league. West Virginia is not an easy place to play. I don't care if it's checkers. There's something, and I don't know if it's because it's difficult to get there. Uh, it, there's just, you know, it's it's one of those schools that's not centrally located like most teams in the Big 12. It's I don't know. But if you go play football there, it's a tough place to play. If you go play basketball, it's a tough place. To, it's just a tough place to play. And you're right. We'll have that game tonight, 5.30 pregame. Six o'clock tip. You pointed out to me that uh, that Jerome Tang's team just continues to 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 get it done. Yeah, they won again last night. They're four and zero, sitting at the top of the conference, and you know a, a big win for them last night as they beat Oklahoma State at home, sixty five to fifty seven. So what is, what he's, is that? Fourteen and one. Yeah, I think they're fourteen and one. Is that not crazy? That that's pretty amazing. And his name is popping up already. Well, why wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's all over Austin right now. Oh, really? Ha. <laughs> huh. Ha. Huh. I I I I don't see it quite frankly, but I mean, maybe there's certain places I think he would entertain. Certain places I don't think he'd entertain. I don't know. Uh, maybe. I guess if there's enough influence, mm-hmm. maybe. But, man, if you're going to be 14-1 and one of this league <laughs> in your first year, kind of tucked away there in Manhattan. Yeah, but which is the better job? I, I get it. Which one's the, the, the least stressful job? Hmm? I mean, you're always going to kind of be a little brother in Kansas. If you're in Manhattan, probably. And Kansas was the other team, by the way, that won last night, right? Yeah, 79 to 75 over Oklahoma. And that pushes, that pushes them to 4-0. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, that's... <laughs> Look, it's KU. You kind of expect all that, don't you? I mean, well, you they, should. they just, you know, look, Bill Self's teams win. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just win. Let's just the way it is. <laughs> Except that in this league. But, you know, again, when you stop and think about this league, what we've had three teams in the last four or five years play for a national championship in this league. Tech, Baylor, and KU. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not always Kansas. I mean, Baylor and Tech have been there. And I don't know what, what's going to happen. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. Look, Texas built a good basketball team. Now, without with everything that's gone on, how does that affect that good basketball team? I, yeah, I don't know. They they were rolling until, they were. until this happened. So... We'll uh, we'll see how that goes. I mean, they're still thirteen and two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like they just fell off a cliff, but I mean, there was there was some extreme excitement about that basketball team. And quite frankly, I think there probably still should be. We'll we'll see. There should be, but 
I mean, realistically, how long do you think that that can continue without the architect that put it together? I don't know. I don't either. If if you build it, and it's strong when you build it, can you slide away and, and can somebody maintain? Because I'm, at the end of the day, the players are making plays. Is the staff that's still there intact, is it going to be able to you know, pull the pull the right switches and and flip the right switches, if you will, and yeah, make I, the right decisions. That's me, still a very talented basketball team. Yeah, but for me, I think that that's that's going to show its ugly head before before it's all over. It could. I think it's this is going to be as we and again we're just four games in, for some in some cases three games and others into this thing. They, they've got a big a, one tonight. Yeah. I mean, they've got TCU tonight. That's that's a big game for the Horns. And it's, you know, we've, we've got a lot. We've got two months of basketball. Two months of this. I mean, two months of cannibalizing each other, if you will. I mean, it's just the way it is in this league. Right. It, but, it, I mean, you, you cannot dig yourself too big. Too big a hole. Agreed. I think this is a big one tonight for Baylor. I, I, there's no question in my mind. There's no question. And again, it's not about getting wins. It's about passing people. It's, it's you know, because they're out there trying to get wins too. And if you're, you're, you're right now, you're already technically three and a half games back after the, uh, the wins by Kansas, Kansas state and Iowa state. And not only that, but you've lost to two of those three teams. So, you know, it's, it's, you can't dig too big a hole. This is a big game. This is, hey, you lost two games at home by a grand total of two points. Is it half full or half empty? You got to go decide that. You're going to have to go and block out the fans and, and you know deal with the travel and all that stuff, and you're going to have to find a way to get a win. It's time to find a way to, and you know, Scott Drew was talking about it the other day, Ward. He was talking about, you know, finishing. They, 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 they haven't finished the way they wanted to finish the, those last couple of ball games. Mm-hmm. You got to finish. And if that means, if that means a layup, if that means a free throw, if that means a stop on defense, whatever it means, you got to finish. And I want to see, I want to see how they do tonight. On the flip side, after going on the road and winning a couple of huge games, the Baylor women are back home tonight against the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State. 6.30 for the pregame, 7 o'clock tip. That's over on 104.9. And the fact that they were able to go on the road and beat a couple of top 25 teams, well, that's huge. And, again, it kind of puts them in in a really good spot. But, again, it is early. If if it's early for teams that are struggling, it's early for the teams that are that are having that success. So we'll see. And by the way, Baylor women's basketball player uh, Sarah Andrews was named the uh, uh, Jersey Mike's Naismith Women's College Player of the Week by the Atlanta Tip-Off Club. She went for thirty and twenty-seven, and with that twenty-seven the other day, twenty-five of it was in the second half. 
So she's uh, she's been big for the uh, for the Baylor women's basketball team. And again, they host the Cowgirls tonight at the Ferrell Center. And uh, again, that's a seven o'clock tip off. And look forward to uh, to that one. Baylor's twelve and three, three and zero in the league. And Cowgirls are eleven and four. They're one and two in the conference. And we talk about it all the time. You got to take care of your home floor. And here's a chance. Now, they went and stole those two on the road. But, you know, don't give it back with a, uh, with a home loss. So let's see if they can take care of the Cowgirls tonight. And that game again at uh, 7 o'clock, 104.9 FM. We'll have the broadcast with Derek and Sophia. All right, uh, seven sixteen. Cowboys play Monday night. You like the fact that they're on Monday night, or would you have rather had Sunday? Oh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that I need Monday night for the playoffs. I agree. Now, ABC and ESPN want it for obvious reasons. Well, sure. Troy and and Joe Buck want I, it. I do like that they're doing the game. But, geez, Louise, all the way to Monday night. You know, we were talking about it the the uh, yesterday, looking at the schedule. You know, there's there's playoff games next week, the divisional round. And there's Saturday games and Sunday games. Well, the, one thing you know for a fact is the Cowboys won't be tabbed for Saturday if they're going to play on Monday on the road if they do win the game. Well, you don't think, but you never know. Yeah, I do know. They're not putting them on Saturday after making a play on the road on Monday. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> Jerry Jones would throw a fit, boy. That'd that be great. Would, that, yeah, well, yeah. Speaking of Jerry Jones, he said yesterday on um, – Yes, uh, on KRLD Dallas, that Mike McCarthy was safe. You buying or you selling? I I hold my reservations to what happens on Monday night. So that that could change dramatically if now if they go in and lay an egg Monday night. I don't think he's safe. What if he mismanages the clock or something goofy like that? Wow. Yeah. I I just Jerry Jones is not one to be extremely impulsive about his head coaches. Never has been. Um the only one that had the short term was Chan Gailey, and that was a disaster anyway. So he's the only one that really had the the shortest term and and the quick hook. Everybody else has been, you know, he's kind of wrote it out a little bit. So, and what part of that is he hates to admit that he <laughs> made a mistake. Yeah. So that that's part of that deal. What do we got? Not so much leniency as pride. Chan Gailey, Wade Phillips. Mm-hmm. Bill Parcells, mm-hmm. uh, Jason Garrett. Help me. Are uh, there more? Yeah, Barry Switzer. Barry, yeah, well, Barry was the, the savior. Mm-hmm. He came in as the savior. So there's five that have, that have, I'm just, that's off the top of my head. I hadn't even thought about it. All right, 719, we're up against the clock. We're going to come back and talk about the Cowboys. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. 
Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Our Baylor Coaches Show returns for the spring semester Thursday, January 19th with head track and field coach Michael Ford and basketball coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and oh, Foundation Repair. Okay, I didn't know. Nobody said go. Tom gave me the nod. Oh, Tom nodded. Mm-hmm. Sorry, didn't hear you nod, Tom. <laughs> but you can nod your head yes to us when we give you a free estimate for foundation repair. What if I don't see them? Well, we can send somebody else. And I'm they, fired. They can say yes. Fired. I'm done. Get it taken care of. So give us a call. We'll go play with my polar bear. 254-235-4922 or fixajimmy.com. That's me. Hello, everyone. Brian Reese here, General Manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will We'll hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese, and I will get your knees in the breeze. Fuzzy's Taco Shop is your one-stop taco shop for breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, hang time, game time. Fuzzy's Baja-inspired tacos, nachos, burritos, and fresh salads are perfect for any time of day. And Fuzzy's ice-cold beer and margarita schooners are guaranteed to take your meal to the next level. Fuzzy's in Hewitt is now open daily at 7 a.m. serving half-price breakfast tacos from Monday, January 9th to Sunday, January 15th. Half-price Fuzzy's breakfast tacos all week long starting January 9th. Fuzzy's in Hewitt, located at 1509 Hewitt Drive. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce First Pitch Luncheon, Wednesday, January 25th at 11.30 at the Baylor Club, presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet, with keynote speaker Sean Tolleson, the former Los Angeles Dodger, Texas Ranger, and Baylor Bear. We'll also have season previews from Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, MCC baseball coach Tyler Johnson, and MCC softball coach Chris Berry. For tickets and more information, go to WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. That's WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Hey, guys. We all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big old key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. 
Kick off 2023 with a bang at the Start Something New Sales Event. Start your year off with the deal of all deals. Get up to $2,500 in total values and 1.9% for 72 months on the new 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Limited with second and third row seating options. That's right, 1.9% for 72 months plus rebates. Deals are available across our entire inventory. Remember, if you don't see what you want, we can build your custom dream vehicle today. The Start Something New Sales Event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco. The source for Baylor athletic news and information. ESPN Central Texas. All right, 723, this is game time. We'll talk some Big 12 with Josh Neighbors coming up at the bottom of the hour. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ramp, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Tom Ward, Ryan, glad to have you with us. Cowboys and Tampa Bay coming up Monday night, 6 o'clock pregame, 7.15 for the kick with Brad Bray, well, hello, Brad, Babe, and Christy right here on ESPN Central Texas. And uh, yesterday, Jerry Jones appeared on KRLD-FM, and he was asked, hey, is Mike McCarthy, is he safe? No. Just, uh, I don't even want to uh, No. Uh, that's it. I, I don't need to go into all the pluses or minuses, but uh, uh, we're not seeing any. We're not uh, basing. I've got uh, a lot more to evaluate Mike McCarthy on than this playoff game. So is Mike McCarthy gone if he has a bad, bad game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And Jerry Jones said, no. <laughs> he was pretty emphatic, wasn't he? He was. I don't. Are you buy? I'm asking again. Are you buying or selling? No. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, I can see it both ways. You know, it is Jerry Jones. And here's the bottom line. That question was asked to him on a radio show on Tuesday. Do you honestly believe that he's going to go, you know what, go lay an egg, Mike, and see what I do on a radio show? He's not doing that. Of course, that's his only answer. He's not. He can't tell the world that Mike McCarthy's job is in jeopardy, even though it very well may be. Depends on what you believe. But he's not going to publicly say it. No, he's not. He's very smart. I mean, so, you know, they had to ask it, and he had to answer it with? No. No. That's <laughs> just the way he went about that yesterday. How quickly he answered, too. Yep. He was on it. He was waiting for it. I mean, he was. But he can't. You're right, Ward. He can't. Can't say that. No, there's no way. There's no, but I, you, I also don't believe that if they go out and just get absolutely embarrassed, that that'll be the same emphatic answer after the game. Yeah, you'll get. Well, we we I I I I I I uh, I evaluate everything at the end of the year. We evaluate everything we do here at the end of the year. That's what you'll get. If they go out and get busted in the chops, is the old evaluation thing? Don't you agree? Mm-hmm. He's not going to say, 
No, <laughs> he's he's not doing it. But again, you can't blame those guys for asking the question. They got to ask the question. No, but I, but it, they knew the answer before they ever asked it. Well, sure they did, but they had to ask it, which is you know a lot of fun. All right, uh, again, have you looked at the game much? I mean, I have. What do you think? I. I hear all the narratives, and it's just hard for me to buy into that no team is that is a good football team comes off a loss like that without winning the game and winning pretty handily. Most of the time, a team that is a good football team lays an egg, they bounce back in a big way the next week. I, For me... That's just, I get it, and the numbers are there to prove it, and I understand it, but it's so hard to turn that light switch on and off and consistently be able to turn that light switch on and off. So, and the consistency that we've seen this team play at has just not been there. And so... I, I'm very leery about this game in Tampa Bay on Monday night. On the flip side, I realize he's the GOAT. I realize that Tom Brady doesn't lose to the Cowboys. 7-0. and But I also realize that over the course of four or five months of playing football, this is a very average football team. It's 8-9. Very average. You're supposed to be good. Shouldn't good beat average, and I don't care if they play in the middle of. Yeah, but I I think over the last few weeks, this Dallas Cowboy football team, as good as you want to believe it is, is very pedestrian. Can't argue that. I mean, the the results have been there that they they haven't played their best football over the last month, and you know, there's not a ton of conversation about how that secondary got ravaged with. Injuries, you know, you got a couple of corners that are not there no more well, because yeah, of injuries. They're, they're beat up on the defensive side. And consequently, they're not getting. Dak Prescott is colorblind. <laughs> hey, look, 25, I'm going to throw it to you. This time, don't drop it. <laughs> you know, and I know, you know, there's a lot of people that talk about the Cowboys and they talk about. They talk about Dak Prescott. You know, uh, there's a lot of those interceptions aren't Dak's fault. Uh, the, the routes were run wrong. The, the receivers dropped the ball, went off the shoulder pad. Here's what I know. At the end of the day, he's thrown a boatload of picks this season. That's Those are just facts. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't throw it in the ocean last week. So we'll see. We'll see how they respond. But it's, you know, do you, history says that Tom Brady's going to play well because, again, in his career, he is 7-0 and against the Cowboys. But I just, I mean, if you're a good, you said it a minute ago, if you're a good football team, you're going to find a way to win this game. You're playing a team. Look, there's been four teams in the history of the NFL that have made the playoffs with a sub-500 record. And Tampa's one of them. Mm -hmm. Four teams. 
Tampa this year, Seattle in 2010, Carolina in 2014, and Washington in 2020. All under 500. So it happens, but it doesn't happen with a lot of regularity. This is an average tempest. It was a bad division that had an average team win the bad division. You got to go win the football game. And if you don't, I think it's a disastrous football season for you. I don't care what 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 your record is. You say you're I, a good football team. I prove if, it. What did we say when this season started? If they don't make the NFC championship, it's a fail. You don't get past the wild card round, then it's a fail. Things have not changed. They haven't changed one bit. No, and I, I, I tend to still still kind of feel that way, don't you? I mean, you built this team for now. This is not a build, you know, we're putting the pieces together, and if we if we sneak one in here, hey, boy, we, we're, we're ahead of the, the curve. No, you built this team. You actually built it for last year. Right. You built the team for last year, and look what happened. Well, I – also think you did yourself a disservice by not getting a true number one wide receiver. You can say C.D. Lamb's a number one if you want to. I, I don't think he is. I think he's still in that process. But he he had a tremendous year. He did. There's no doubt. He needs some help. There's no question. There's no question. Now he could he might could be a number one with a a really good number two on the field with him. But I you know they don't have that right now, do they? How how good a number two was he, though? Outstanding. Yeah. From the slot, by the way. Yeah. Well, you could put him anywhere. Yeah. All right. Hey, 733, we're going to talk to... Uh, we're by gonna... the way, Tom Brady is 2-0 and in Tampa in uh-huh. the opening round of the playoffs. Overall, the underdog is covered in four of Tampa Bay's last five playoff games. The Cowboys are 1-9 ATS in the last 10 games in January. <laughs> Stop it. That's a good team playing an average team. Their record says it. You are what your record says you are. Remember? Okay. 7.33, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. No. Hey, everyone. With the Cowboys Playoff Report, I'm Christy Scales. As the defense installs the game plan for Monday night's wildcard playoff game at Tampa, defensive coordinator Dan Quinn tells you why Bucks QB Tom Brady makes his job even harder. You'll hear from Coach Quinn right after this. Dak Prescott and your Dallas Cowboys are headed to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers in the wild card round of the NFL playoffs. Come out to Miller Lighthouse at AT&T Stadium for a free wild card watch party on Monday. Cheer on the boys alongside the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and rowdy while enjoying $5 Miller Lights, lawn games, food trucks, and more. For more info, visit DallasCowboys.com slash playoffs. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Today, the Cowboys defense installs the game plan for Monday night's wild card game at Tampa. Because Tom Brady is the Bucks QB, Cowboy defensive coordinator Dan Quinn says the defense will have to make adjustments on the fly 
even in the middle of a play. This is a quarterback who's uh, just so mentally quick and has seen so many things to deliver the ball to the right spot at the right person to go, you know, arsenal of guys to use. So um, we'll have to be at our best. You know, it's going to take our A game. We'll you know, certainly try to make some decisions post-snap as opposed to pre-snap because um, I just don't know if there's anybody that's ever done it better. The physical skill set's one thing, but when you add the mental component to that, that's what makes the really elite competitors. Cowboys Bucks kickoff Monday night is 7:15 Central. That's today's Cowboys playoff report. I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Lorena head football coach Ray Biles is retiring after 31 seasons at the school. His team's collected 207 wins in a state championship during his time at the helm of the Leopards. The Baylor men look to get into the Big 12 win column tonight on the road at West Virginia. Both the Bears and Mountaineers are 0-3 in league play. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame show at 5.30 this evening. The Baylor women are the only Big 12 team without a loss so far in conference action and host Oklahoma State tonight at the Ferrell Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock and you can hear the game on Star 104.9 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's go around the Big 12 with Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12 Podcast on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 737. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. We uh, welcome into the program Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked On Big 12. Josh, good morning. We were just kind of debating in the studio here before we went back on the air about what the game the other night meant as far as long-term, not just in the Big 12, but across the nation. Did TCU's win over Michigan send the message that, you know, other teams can play at this level? Or did the loss to Georgia in the manner in which they lost, did it tell everybody, see, told you so, it's just us? Yeah, there, there's a couple things that we have to square, I guess. Um, I, I would say that the win against Michigan proves that a team – so, like, when Michigan beats Ohio State, Ohio State does, does have more speed in the outside. But Michigan has enough speed, enough good players to hang with them. And also, they're more physical up front, Michigan was. They have been the last two times that those two teams have met, and they've been very important games. 
and Michigan's been a more physical team. But then Michigan, with a whole month to prepare for TCU, still just gets out physical by TCU. And whether you want to say it's coaching, whatever, like that, that did happen. And so TCU did prove something in that game that they could hang, that they can play. The one big difference is when you play a team like Georgia, the speed and the caliber of player everywhere is better. And and this is something that is not just a problem now that is exclusive to, you know, Big 12 schools, the TCU. Like, it, it does happen to schools in the SEC. I mean, it happens to, uh, you know, the Missouris of the world can get dragged by by those schools. Obviously, Florida, and you know, has, has games that get blown out, right? I mean, uh, it's not just a problem that happens to schools outside the SEC. And this question of how do you compete on a consistent basis with Georgia, with Ohio State, with Alabama, uh, I guess you could throw Clemson in there maybe if you want to on the years where LSU is awesome. There you go. Put them in there. And, you know, it's, it's a problem that even schools like Oklahoma have had when they have reached the championship, you know, ranks, the, the, the playoff ranks. Like, how, do you, how does a school like TCU go and beat Michigan and Georgia in the span of 10 days? It, it's a, I mean, I do not know the answer. And, and it's something that we've, we've been seeing now for years and years and years. And that's kind of the big question right now. Well, you know, it was – Let's be honest, it was a beatdown, and we were sitting here. If Michigan would have found a way to beat TCU, and I know we're asking you to look into a crystal ball, do you see the same type of game unfolding against Michigan because of the, the physicality and the speed of a Georgia? Yeah, that, uh, Georgia was not going to get beat by anybody the other night. That, that's, that's one of the – I mean, Georgia played literally their best game, uh, you know, that we've seen them play all year from wire, like from wire to wire they were so dialed in. And that's not been the case for this Georgia team every single game they played. They were stints of the, obviously, Missouri game, the Kentucky game, the LSU game, the Florida game, the Ohio State game, where you could go back and look and say, like, wow, this team wasn't dialed in all the way. Now, that's, that's, the, that's the magic of Georgia. They are so good they can overcome that. But this game, wire-to-wire domination, they were locked in. TC obviously didn't bring it. It really would not have mattered. Michigan, I don't think, would have had much for them uh, despite how good they were up front this year, we saw TC able to handle them. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think it really mattered. After TCU falling in the championship game, and then Cincinnati getting blown out by Alabama last year, does that change the narrative for the Cinderella to get into the college football playoffs over the next couple of years before it expands? Well, the thing is, and I, I'm glad it works this way. Like we, the NCAA tournament, I mention this stuff all the time, like whether you're deserving to be in and how far you go, those two things are not related, right? So, um, you know, Kentucky obviously deserved to be in the tournament last year. They lost to St. Peter's, which is embarrassing for them, but they deserve to be there. Same thing for UVA as a one seed when they lost to UMBC. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, same thing last year. They deserve to be there. So the idea that like the committee gave us the wrong four teams because TCU got killed by Michigan and Cincinnati lost. And I'll be honest, like we've seen teams get, we've seen teams, you know, get run over more so than Cincinnati did uh, against Alabama. 
like that doesn't that doesn't justify the fact that you know they shouldn't be there. They they should be there. It's the four most deserving teams at the end of the season, and those the, this year they had the four most deserving teams, and held TCU even won a game, right? Um, the the thing though, and Ari Wasserman brings this up in the athletic all the time. Like there are th- this is not a Disney movie. College football is not a Disney movie. There are four stars and five stars. There is the blue chip ratio. There are things that are necessary, um, you know, necessary criteria that you must meet as a team to win a national championship. And TCU and the rest of the Big 12 outside of Oklahoma and Texas, those schools do not meet that criteria right now. So while the Michigan game was awesome, it was fun, and those teams deserve a seat at the table, um, you know, there are certain conditions that, that must be met because it's, it's been the case every single year. And this is not a Disney movie and it makes it very difficult. And uh, five guys in the basketball court at one time, it's a bit more of an equalizer. When you put 22 guys in the field at one time, um, the talent becomes the equalizer because the way the, the, the field is spaced, because the way the athletes move on one side compared to the other and the number of athletes, the amount of speed that one team can have compared to the other. So uh, these teams should continue to be in. They deserve to be in. TCU beat the Big Ten champion, who was the rightful Big Ten champion and presumed second-best team in the country. But when they went up against the buzzsaw that is Georgia, they were nowhere even close to the same level. Smallest viewership since 1999 when the BCS era began. Why? Uh, I think uh, think, uh, kind of a collection of things. It was a weird start time, right? 7.30, like, it was a weird – it started – game started around 7.45, I guess, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. And, you know, it was a weird start time. Uh, TCU, obviously not a team that people are super familiar with. And if the game ends up being a barn burner, like, people would have t- more people would have tuned in. But it was a it was a beatdown from the start. And so because of that, because all those factors together, and, like, also, too, I mean, these you – know, game out being, in, being out in Los Angeles, kind of like this weird setting for it. Monday night, obviously, you know it's a big television night, but like, it still feels like the it still feels like this past Saturday night still would have, would have been a great time to have this game, and I think the way the game went too, and also like TCU still is not a major brand, right? And they're just not there yet in terms of like wh- you know what people recognize and think about for college football. So the TCU Michigan game did a pretty good number. The Ohio State Georgia game did a great number, but those games were on New Year's Eve, captive audiences, the whole nine yards. Like the seventh, you know, my dad's a pretty, he watches, turns TV on every single night. Like he didn't even know the game was starting at seven thirty. He joined in the middle of the first quarter because he didn't know, you know, when the game was starting and that point, the game was kind of over for a lot of folks out there. Like my father, I mean, they're probably like, Oh, this game's already over. I'm going to go find something else to watch. Also, what do I care about TC that much? And good for Georgia. I'm starting to see them win a lot. So I think it was a combination of factors. I don't think it's necessarily an indictment on the big 12 because there have been a lot of, there have been a lot of things this year that have told us that people want to watch the big 12, uh, i.e. if you go back and look at the ratings, of the big 12 championship game, they were fantastic. So I think with all those things in mind, um, that's why you got a lower number than, than what we you know are used to seeing. UT fires, Chris Beard gets him out as the head coach of the Longhorns. And now the horns sitting at two and one in conference play. How long can they sustain and keep, keep going without their head coach and an interim in place. Yeah. I mean, this team is talented enough and they're old enough to go all the way, right? This team 
is 100% good enough to make a Final Four, and I think a lot of people are wondering, is that what it is going to take? You know, that, that's what it's going to take to keep a job uh, for Rodney Terry. And look, I think the one thing you can say about Texas since they lost Chris Beer is that the offense has gotten better. The one thing you can say pretty definitively is that the defense has gotten worse. And you feel bad for these kids really because they're, they're in such a weird spot, but they've kind of moved on. They have to play every single game. And so that challenge for Rodney Terry is, uh, you know, can you keep this thing together? Can you keep these guys kind of pulling in one direction? We saw them. I mean, they lost to K-State at home, 116 to 103. So there's your bad defense. But then they pull out like an absolute just slobber knocker against an Oklahoma State team that really is, they might not be great, but they're such a physical group. And they go in there, they shoot 32%. They're five from 18 from three, but they go 17 for 21 from the line. Uh, you know, the rebounding margin, they out-rebound Oklahoma State in their own gym, and they were able to get the job done. So that toughness, you know, not saying you know, it's Chris Beard, but like Rodney Terry's able to pull that kind of patent and Chris Beard toughness out of this team. And they're going to need that moving forward. They have a really fun game tonight against TCU. I'm looking forward to that. Um, but I think as soon as you settle into a Big 12 schedule, the night-to-night grind, that's just what it is. And so maybe the difficulty of this is what will galvanize them just to be like, all right, guys, there's, there's no lamenting here. This is just night-to-night survival in the best league in America. And maybe that's actually what's better off for them. So that they're just focused on that and nothing else. And I think Rodney Terry can – can lead this team to a Sweet 16 Elite Eight this year. I think the bigger question is whether he gets the job moving forward or Chris Del Conte and company want to make another splashy hire because that is what Texas typically does. Three teams are undefeated in the league, and uh, three teams are searching for that first win. I, I realize we've got a long way to go in this thing, but how, how big is it for those teams that are, uh, that are still searching for that, that first win, Tech, Baylor, and West Virginia? Yeah, and this is not an easy lead to get off the schneid, right? There's like, oh, we have Georgetown tonight, right? You know, Georgetown's 0-7, I think, a big East player, you know, a, a Butler or whoever else. Um, there's there's none of that in this league at all. So if you're a Big 12 team, it's like, where where does the win come from? And it's part of a big part of this, too, is like, you need your home court advantage to be there for you so you can pull some of these games out. I would say, you know, Baylor-West Virginia tonight is a critical game, especially for West Virginia, because I think Baylor eventually does get this thing together. Uh, um, I, West Virginia, I just don't know how good that team is. You know, they, they've, they have lost three games. They've been relatively close in those games at times. The KU game I actually didn't think was that close, and that was a home game. Uh, they need to make the most of this. And also, they have Oklahoma on the road next. So they're going to have two opportunities here to get wins. They, they play uh, – they're in a stretch right now. They're playing four or five at home. So they've got plenty of chances to rack up quality wins. They just have to start getting to it now. Uh, I think Baylor's fine. The problem is they've just been so banged up. Like, it always seems like somebody from them is out. And that team needs to get a rhythm together uh, to get all those guys kind of on the same page and them to get going. So just to get everybody together, get everybody on the same page is going to be huge for them. And that game, I think you're going to see some serious desperation from both those teams tonight. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. For for Tech, I mean, Tech just got shellacked by Iowa State last night. That was a game, that game was almost a 40-point game at one point. I've got no idea what's happening right now in Lubbock. That team is not as good as, as it's been in the past, but still, this 
what we're seeing so far for them for their starting conference play it's a little bit surprising to me and then Saturday they turn around and go to Austin how big a game is that for them to try to at least make something of that game and, and give themselves a chance in Austin on Saturday yeah, I mean you're you're staring down the barrel at what Owen five. Owen five. If, if they were, yeah, right. You're staring at the barrel of Owen five. And look, Austin can be a mercurial atmosphere. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. I guess the eight o'clock billing on ESPN. Obviously, it's exciting, but I, I think Texas. You know, they've got a challenge tonight, as I mentioned, but they can expect to get Texas Tech's best shot on my, on on Saturday night. That that's going to be a game that Texas knows. Texas Tech have to give everything they have, and, and and you know Mark Adams right now is not not performing up to the standard that, that you know. It's funny we're still mentioning Chris Beard, the Chris Beard set. So massive contest. Texas will get Texas Tech's best shot. I expect that to be one of those games that goes down to the wire, last possession, typical Big Twelve game. Speaking of Chris Beard, I know we talked about him earlier. Do you think he lands somewhere? Uh, I mean, I don't have any inside information on this. I would say the one thing, though, is in, in the immediate, um, no. I think I think that's not a situation that a lot of places want to touch. In five to ten years, are we talking about Chris Beard back in major college basketball? I think we are. Um, people, you know, there, there are schools out there that have prioritized winning over other stuff in the past. You can go back and look at what Liberty did when they hired Hugh Freeze. Right. Um, you know, that after Hugh Freeze's debacle at Ole Miss, they hired him and bring him back. Um, time, time heals all wounds in the sense of like the public's, the public's idea of somebody. Time does not heal all wounds when it comes to, I think, the people, the folks involved. And there has been some trepidation about some things in Chris Beard's life, it sounds like, from even from his time at Texas Tech. So there, there, is going to be a lot of conversation about what changes Chris Beard is making in his life. And I think those conversations, obviously ones behind closed doors. And I think whoever hires him next needs to make sure that they've done complete due diligence before doing so. I can tell you from what I've read and what I've heard, if I was an athletic director, it would not be me making that choice, but he has been such a successful basketball coach that I have a, t- I have a tough time seeing him not be brought back, but I do have a problem really with, you know, kind of the image that he sold and what it sounds like is happening in his personal life, those two things do not match. And that is a massive red flag to me. So I wouldn't do it, but it, with the success he's had everywhere he's coached, decide that he has quote-unquote rehabilitated whatever. Great great stuff as always, uh, Josh. We appreciate your time. Uh, what are you working on for the uh, for the podcast? Did we lose, Josh? Uh, I'm, I'm, I lost you guys for a second. I'm back. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what, are you, what are you working on for the podcast? Yeah, we're going to talk about that, that, that big question of what can Big 12 teams do to close the gap that's coming up today. And then also look back at some of the other seasons. And also a reminder, guys, coming up here. I mean, the next college football season we have, it's the new Big 12. It's the new Big 12. So next time we see a kickoff, UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, and Houston, all members of the conference. Wow. You guys can find on Big 12 wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well and find us on Twitter at LOBig12 and you guys can find me at Josh Neighbors underscore. Hey, we appreciate your time as always. Talk to you again soon. Yep. Talk to you guys soon. All right. That's uh, Josh Neighbors from the uh, podcast Locked on Big 12. 7.54 coming up in just a couple of minutes. We will uh, 
Update you on some Baylor football news and notes, and then we'll get to John Morrison, the Baylor sports beat around the corner. Ray Biles talks with us and discusses his uh, his retirement. That uh, is coming up in just a couple of minutes on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I don't think the reporter did anything wrong other than just wasn't really clear. And what Gundy loves to do, and he's been doing it for years, he likes to appear, you know, here I am, I've got my coaches back, and he likes to embarrass people and belittle people. Some people might want to call that bullying. I just call it being a jerk. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy New Year. How Payne turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and We're Foundation Repair. We're probably not going to be able to do that last commercial on the air. No, I got in trouble. You are inappropriate. I didn't mean to. I know you're accidentally inappropriate. Well, it's, I was born this way. Yeah. Who's that girl that sings that? I have no idea. Okay, anyway. Y'all call us and remind me who sung that song, Born This Way. Born it. Anyway, why are we here? To tell people that we would be happy to come give them a free inspection for foundation repair. But it's cold. Yes. Do I have to be happy in the cold? No, you don't have Fix to. com. Just call us. She'll make me show up. I'll wear my polar bear suit. 254-235-4922. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Lorena head football coach Ray Biles is retiring after 31 seasons at the school. His team's collected 207 wins in a state championship during his time at the helm of the Leopards. 
The Baylor men look to get into the Big 12 win column tonight on the road at West Virginia. Both the Bears and Mountaineers are 0-3 in league play. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas, starting with the pregame show at 5.30 this evening. The Baylor women are the only Big 12 team without a loss so far in conference action and host Oklahoma State tonight at the Ferrell Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on Star 104.9 FM. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. All right, welcome back into the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. As we roll through a, uh, what is this? This is Wednesday, isn't it? It's hump day. It's the middle of the week and all that stuff. All right, Ward, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, we were talking, I guess, a couple of days ago about, uh, you know, the transfer portal and, and what's going to happen there. And, 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 you know, what you know one of the, the needs, obviously, for Baylor, one of the glaring needs for Baylor is, is depth at quarterback. And Looks like they went and got some depth at quarterback as uh, Sawyer Robertson from Mississippi State is making the move to to Baylor from uh, Mississippi State. Now, he played very limited, right, Ryan? I mean, we looked at his numbers, and it was just a couple of games. Yeah, he only had three appearances. I believe he was only six for 11 with no touchdowns and one pick in those three appearances. Yeah, but he's a good quarterback coming out of Lubbock Coronado. That's right, he and, is, and that's what I was going to say. He's a, a Texas of, guy. He, there's a lot of upside for Sawyer. Uh, that just created a quarterback controversy in the spring. I think there's going to be a, con- there's a competition? Going to be a competition in the spring. Well, now. it should be for every position. Well, there should be, but if it would have stayed the course, there wasn't going to be. And here, I'm just curious: do you go? Do you seek if there's one that makes sense? Do you seek another for for some depth? That 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 you're that you're you know that you feel comfortable I, with. I. Probably so. I mean, you're not going to turn your back on anything right now. I think everything's up for grabs. I don't know how deep that room is, to be real honest with you, as far as younger players on it right now. I don't think it is, if, I, if, if I'm remembering correctly. But I just don't, off the top of my head, I don't remember exactly how deep it is. And I know that they, they lost the big commit they wanted for the 2023 right, class. Right. So that that opened up quite a bit. And so I I think if if the you know the right thing comes along to add in the transfer portal or a JUCO guy, I think they'll probably do that. Couple of other quick notes. Uh linebacker Mike Smith from Liberty is uh committed now to Baylor and uh former North Texas tied in Jake Roberts also uh, committed to Baylor. It, it's interesting to go check some of the Twitter accounts and, and see what, what, what exactly they're saying. But uh, uh, it's, you know, this is the world we live in now. You better you better stay close to Twitter. You better stay close to that NIL portal because it is changing rapidly. All right, 802, coming up next, we'll talk with uh, with Ray Biles. But right now, John Morris has today's Baylor Sports Beat program. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat. Here's the voice of the Bears. John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat from Morgantown, West Virginia, where tonight Baylor men's basketball takes on the Mountaineers. 
Also, the Baylor women at home in the Farrell Center hosting Oklahoma State. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly... Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment. Because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. The Big Finish sales event is happening now at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big on Jeep models like the new 2023 two- or three-row Grand Cherokee Limited with total values up to $5,000, plus 500 bonus cash to first responders and no payments for 90 days. Jeep SUVs are known for their design and technology. The Grand Cherokee L even brings you extended seating with a third row. Find the Jeep that fits your family and wrap up some of the best deals of the year at Allen Samuels in Waco. Howdy, Jack Garner here, professional guy, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot unless you know the signs. There they are, Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild. Join the expedition at baylor.edu slash alumni. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back from Morgantown, where tonight Baylor men's basketball looks for their first conference win of the season, taking on Bob Huggins and the West Virginia Mountaineers. The Bears sitting at 10-5 and on the season. They are 0-3 in Big 12 conference play, coming off Saturday's overtime loss to Kansas State in the Farrell Center. And there's certainly room for improvement on the defensive end of the floor, says head coach Scott Drew. Yeah, I mean, we've, we, we've had a top 20 offense uh, most of the year and top 10 most of the year. Uh, offensive rebounding, top 10 in the nation. So it's the defensive side of the ball right now where we've struggled. Um, in fact, in conference, uh, we have the worst defense, and um, that's uh, uh, something we're not used to. So uh, that comes when you have uh, inexperience, when you have youth. Um, but hopefully uh, we're growing up quick. Scott Drew and the Bears taking on West Virginia tonight here in Morgantown. We're on the air at 5.30 with the countdown to tip-off. It's a 6 p.m. tip-off tonight right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. Meanwhile, the Baylor women, number 18 in the nation this week, hosting Oklahoma State tonight in the Farrell Center. The Baylor women sitting at 12-3 on the year. They are 3-0 in Big 12 conference play, coming off the two road wins over ranked opponents last week. The Bears and the Cowgirls tonight on 104.9 FM, beginning at 6.30 with the countdown to tip-off, 7 p.m. tip-off tonight, television on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Hour two of the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Let's continue talking uh, football. Let's uh, let's talk some high school football. We welcome in 
the uh, director of athletics and the head football coach of the Lorena Leopards, Ray Biles. Ray, you're still the head football coach in AD, right? <laughs> A few more hours. <laughs> First of all, thanks for your time. Uh, and I told you this yesterday, and I want to t- say it publicly. Congratulations, well deserved. The, and uh, and and certainly we wish you the very best, but it sure stinks for the rest of us. Well, thank you, Tom. I, I appreciate and I always have appreciated you. Whether we were standing around talking about life behind a baseball backstop or football out on the field, uh, you, you guys have always done a tremendous job of uh, covering high school athletics and everything through here at Central Texas, and have been very fair and, and uh, well well uh, done for the Leopards. Uh, we thank you very much. Ray, why now? Why why this week? Why this month? Why this year? Uh, you know, there's a long version and a short version. Uh, the short version is it's just the right time. Uh, a year ago, honestly, we lost five uh, varsity coaches and several on the girls' side. Uh, and you reach a point on the, on the uh, calendar where, you know, you've got to do what's fair and right to the school and the program. And while I was waiting to find out, you know, what was going to happen with a couple of people, I didn't want to leave uh, with things discombobulated, so to speak. Uh, I mean, now we've got the shelf full. Uh, we, I knew we had a small senior class coming in. We only had 10 seniors on the ball team this year. and It was going to be kind of one of those years where you've got to get your feet back under you and get everything stabilized. I mean, we had some good players, don't get me wrong. We've got good ones coming back. We've got 18 starters coming back next year. But uh, I felt like, uh, you know, the pantry set and the coverage set, and uh, we have coaches in place, and, and it's stable now. And uh, a year ago, I didn't feel like it. It was really the right thing to do to these kids, these coaches, and, and to our community to, to roll out. Uh, while everybody thought that was a storybook ending, it, it just I didn't feel good about it. And now you know, I've got a piece about where everything is and, and where the culture is and what we're trying to do and get accomplished here at Lorena. But, uh, you know, I've been blessed. It's been uh, a tremendous run, and I'm incredibly grateful to so many people, not just the ones that are here now, but for 31 years, all those coaches and kids and administrators and people that have made this possible for me personally. Uh, and so it's a it's a, it's a heavy heart deal uh, because it, this is a people business. It's winning and losing ball games, yeah, but it's it's relationships. With had one young man playing for us right now came in and looked at a picture that I've got on the wall of the first football team I had here, and there's his dad. So I mean it's it's that kind of thing. I've coached a lot of double generations now of leopards. So anyway, it's been good. But uh, hey, I've got a lovely bride of 43 years and nine grandkids and a lot of family to spend some time with, and I'm looking forward to that. Coach, congratulations, and a huge accomplishment, and a lot of years put in, a lot of hard work. What was the hardest decision for you in this? Uh, well, like I said, it's the people. I want to tell you, I walked around yesterday with a Kleenex in my pocket uh, because uh, they're, they're people that have meant so much to me and uh, established those relationships uh, for a long period. I mean, I've got coaches that have been with me 25 years. You, how do you say, hey, later you know it's just it's a tough deal uh so that was the hardest part uh, and then i uh, have to face our kids yesterday afternoon and, and uh, brought all the basketball kids in the base everybody came in and uh, i had the opportunity to to talk to them and tell them how uh, proud i was of them how much i loved them and how much i appreciate what they have done for me and the sacrifices that they had made for this program so anyway that part of it uh was the most difficult part but uh you know i think we can get over that hump and uh you know i'm, I'm looking forward to the next step 31 years, how how have you seen the community change? How have you seen your program change in those 31 years? Great question. 
you know, just our, our society as a whole has changed in 31 years. I mean, you know, when I started coaching here, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, I mean, instant access to everything that just, boom, it's, it's, it's out there. Uh, you know, that's that's been one of the craziest things that's happened. You know, the beauty of it all, guys, is kids are still kids. And, and they want to please you. And they want to do what's right. And they want to, I mean, there's that deep longing for, you know, doing it the right way. And uh I think uh, that's one of the things that's, that's kept me at Lorena. It's always felt like uh, tremendously supported by our administration, school board, and been through six or seven superintendents. I don't know, but then you have to adapt to everything that comes along. And I would say the second thing is just, uh, you know, I, I, I use the word coachosaurus. When you've been around long enough, you know, you feel like a coachosaurus or whatever those things are. And if you don't adjust, and uh, move with the time, you become extinct and you become irrelevant. So, you know, just trying to be relevant with the kids because, you know, when I started coaching at 23 years old, I was five years removed from those kids. We listen to the same music, we watch the same movies. And when you're 65, that's a long way away from those guys as far as being able to attach to them and be relative and culturally into what they're into and understand what they're dealing with on a daily basis. And I'm just grateful when I wasn't 17 that I had a cell phone. I would have been a disaster. <laughs> Coach, how has the game of football changed over the years? Well, you know, all the rules now that, that we have, I mean, it's, it's a little bit different. Uh, we don't do the Oklahoma grill in some places. But, I mean, it's good for the game from that end of it. I understand why why we we're making so many adjustments and why rules have been changed, and, and that's all part of it. You know, probably the most difficult thing was that, that COVID year in 20, uh, you know, just trying to navigate what we can do, what we can't do, and it was constantly moving. The target was changing every day as far as and we lost the ball game out of Gatesville because we had a, a positive test. And so, anyway, that that was difficult. But, you know, the game uh, itself, obviously, you know, we were an I team back then, and we piddled with the option for a while, and then we settled in with, uh, you know, spread like everybody else has done because I just felt like uh, – we had enough ability to be able to spread the field and get the ball out to some playmakers in space. And you know, I think that made a huge difference for us as far as the wins and losses. And then uh, just playing hard-nosed defense, trying to be as physical as we possibly could. So, uh, you know, the game has changed an awful lot, but it's still, hey, fundamentals. You block, you tackle, you don't turn the ball over, and you play field position. Possessions are critical now. Uh, you, you know, used to you, – you may get five possessions. Now you're going to get a lot more because it's just the ball's thrown and everything's flying around a lot. But anyway, uh, that's the part. It's the process and the hunt that I'll miss. Uh, that's going to be a, that's going to be a, a, a different way to sit up in the stands and watch, uh, <laughs> and then I, and keep my mouth shut whenever somebody has something derogatory to say up in the stands. So anyway, I'll, I'll try to behave myself. So you're you're, you're I, I noticed you didn't say I'm going to miss all of those Saturdays and Sundays and <laughs> Sunday nights and all that good stuff, uh, uh, all those game planning sessions that that, that you got to go through. Yeah, I mean, you know, for me, actually, that's probably where I am a little weird. I, I love the prep. I watch you know film and I'm trying to dissect. Uh, the opponent, that part of it, and, and making sure we're all on the same page. And, and that was the challenging part. And that was the, the part of the competitive part that I really enjoyed. It, it wasn't necessarily on the Friday night on the kill. It was all the other things that happened working up to that point. Uh, 
and you know I'm, I'm a laid back guy in a lot of ways but extremely competitive inside my my motor goes pretty quick from that standpoint but uh, i think that will be the hard part i may <laughs> may be competing with the neighbors on who can mow the yard the fastest or doing something else now i don't know but uh i'm, I'm sure i'll find some way to compete with somebody at some point in time but uh anyway it's it's, it's been good and uh, i've been blessed again uh lord's been very good to me and and i'm looking forward to what he has next for me i'm visiting with ray Biles. and speaking of which what's the timetable and what do you, what are your goals, your immediate goals and plans, and what are your long term goals and plans now that now that you're stepping away from the day to day? Well, timetable here, and uh, I feel it's 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 critical. Uh, when you when you put your badge down and your gun down, the sheriff needs to leave town. And uh, so uh, Thursday will actually be my last day uh, of on site. Uh, I'll be out of here after Thursday uh, because those kids need to learn. Uh, uh, a new whistle, and when uh, that whistle blows, they respond. Uh, and I don't need to be here looking around where people feel like, oh, what's you know, what's he doing? What's he thinking? What's I know? I'm I'm gone. So uh, I'll be out of here quickly, and uh, that's a that's a good thing. But uh, I'll still be uh, employed by the Lorena ISD. I'll still be available. Uh, I'm trying to make this transition as easy for as many coaches and kids as I possibly can. But also, uh, you know, doing it in January this early, I think it gives everybody an opportunity to decide what they need to do and, and you know they need to stay leave go whatever and uh, you know and the district has plenty of time uh, to look uh, at, at the next hire and getting that person in position to do what they need to do with a, a full spring and seven on seven and all those things that, that they can do to develop that chemistry that they're going to need next fall so anyway it's just a, a good time and like i said i think right now got a lot of good kids coming back uh in the program and uh, it just seemed like the, the right thing for everybody to do this year rather than another year i mean if i hang around another year I, i'm not into attaboys at this time guys i really am not i love those kids and it doesn't matter but if i can give the next guy the opportunity to walk in here and have some immediate success yippee that's a good thing for me to do and step out and let it go ray thanks we uh we appreciate your time coach uh again congratulations well deserved we're excited for you and uh and, and wish you the very best you've been very good to us and uh we we thank you for your time today and we thank you for your time uh, over the last several years, and you you've been you, you've been one of those guys that we love to have on the program because uh, you have been forthright and honest when on all the tough questions and the easy ones as well. Uh, and just we just want to say thank you and, and thank you for your time and congratulations. Thank you, Tom. I greatly appreciate it. And again, I appreciate what you guys do for for athletics and football here in Central Texas. I know a lot of folks listen to you. And, uh, you know, we're, we're blessed and fortunate to have you guys on our side, too. And you've been very fair to us again, as I said. Uh, yeah, I think you guys always speak the truth and you shoot it out there and then let us all decide what we need to do. But uh, thank you for your program and uh, the opportunity to, to sit down and talk. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is uh, Ray Biles. Well, you want to talk about moving quickly now. This thing, I think, kind of came together yesterday. And uh, Thursday's it. Tomorrow's it. Wow. And, and it's Doesn't a great long. No, and it's a great point. You know, a guy with his stature, if he's there through the process, you know, everybody's going, what does he think? Or, you know, what, what, you know, what, how did we do it before? Let's go ask coach. Let's go ask. He, he's, it's a, I get what he's saying. He's he's got to kind of clear the deck, so to speak, and let the the new person come in and ha- and have a clean slate. So there you go. Uh, Ray Biles, one of the good ones, stepping down and retiring after thirty one. And you're right, uh, they they've had some 
well, they've had some good football teams, and it, it cultivated in that championship in 21. Uh, well, that was a great year for high school football in this area, wasn't it? Golly. Mm-hmm. A couple of years ago. Anyway, uh, congratulations to our Ray Biles. 18 minutes after 8, this is game time. We are presented by Alan Samuels, and we're brought to you in part by Advance, Advance Home Leveling Foundation Repair. You got it. Our good friends over there. You you visited with them yesterday, didn't you, didn't you Ward? Mm-hmm. Yes, a, I did. Have a little chit-chat with them. And, you know, and here's the bottom line when, when it comes to foundation, foundation repair. And there's a lot of things that go into it and a lot of things you got to think about, a lot of things you got to remember. No, you don't. Here's what you got to remember. You got to remember fixitjimmy.com. That's it. Fixitjimmy.com, and they'll take it from there. Uh, Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair has been lifting homes for over 120 years. We're talking about uh, concrete pillings, uh, uh, steel pillings, soil injection, root barriers and moisture barriers, water drainage. You name it, they can do it for you. Advanced Foundation Repair uh, takes the time to accurately assess your home so that that, uh, they can show you where your home is within building tolerances or where it may need some work. They can also explain precisely where any work should begin and where it should end. And uh, they can facilitate good communication and expectation for the work that will be done. No surprises. And, of course, uh, they'll come out and they will, uh, they'll sit down with you and they'll take you through it step by step so you will know exactly what's going on when it comes to uh, the foundation of your home and the foundation repair of your home again it's advanced foundation repair you can check them out again at fixitjimmy.com that's fixitjimmy.com baylor bear basketball all season long with pat and john here on the home of the bears the baylor men on the road to west virginia this wednesday 5 30 for the countdown to tip off 6 p.m tip off wednesday follow the defending back-to-back big 12 champion baylor bears all season long here on the home of baylor bear basketball espn central texas Fuzzy's Taco Shop is your one-stop taco shop for breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, hang time, game time. Fuzzy's Baja-inspired tacos, nachos, burritos, and fresh salads are perfect for any time of day. And Fuzzy's ice-cold beer and margarita schooners are guaranteed to take your meal to the next level. Fuzzy's in Hewitt is now open daily at 7 a.m. serving half-price breakfast tacos from Monday, January 9th to Sunday, January 15th. Half-price Fuzzy's breakfast tacos all week long starting January 9th. Fuzzy's in Hewitt, located at 1509 Hewitt Drive. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Are you paying more than you need to for your car? Have you considered a refinance to save money? Refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and, as a result, decrease your monthly car payment, freeing up cash for other financial obligations. Learn about refinancing today at Genco. Then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days, only from Genco Federal Credit Union. Subject to credit approval, membership eligibility, and loan policies insured by NCUA. My money, my future, my credit union. 
Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game. At 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info and help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Hello, everyone. Brian Reese here, General Manager, Harley-Davidson of Waco. I'd like to thank all of our loyal customers for an incredible 2022 and wish all of our ESPN Central Texas audience a very happy 2023. To say thank you, I'd like to invite you to come into my store, mention the ESPN Central Texas advertisement, and I will hook you up with an incredible opportunity on any brand-new 2022 Harley-Davidson motorcycle in stock. Again, ask for Brian Reese, and I will get your knees in the breeze. Hey guys, we all give gifts on birthdays, anniversaries, holidays, but have you ever given a gift just because gift? When it's not expected, it means the most coming from you. Since 1979, Morrison Gifts has been Waco's gift store for every occasion. Choose from lines of great gift ideas, including John Hart leather goods, big O key rings, candles, and jewelry, and as always, free gift wrapping and delivery available. Morrison Gifts, a Baylor alumni-owned business at 4308 West Waco Drive, next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Center. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, take 24. Welcome back. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And Stephanie from Sales joins us now. And. Good morning. You've got them turned around backwards again. I do not. Yes, you need you to do. stop. These are my headsets. So <laughs> I know how to work my headset. The, the cord is supposed to be on the right side, not the left side. Just mind your own business. <laughs> I know exactly what I'm hey, doing. Did I mention to you she put the headset on backwards hey, yesterday? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> how well, are you? I'm good, good morning. Good morning. Everything how- exciting going on? Uh, you know, it's feels like springtime in January. What can I say? I wish we were at Fuzzies. Yeah, that was so much fun yesterday. Gave away a lot of tickets. You did have people show up. Hey. I was kind of under the impression, Ward White's, that Stephanie was going to, like, <laughs> hook us up with a couple of tacos. Hold on. And what did she Hold do? On. She goes to the bar, sits at the bar. Turns her back on us. And turns her back on us. Hey. And slams about 36 tacos down. I did not. Breakfast tacos. Not true. What was the best taco, stuff? I just got egg and cheese. You didn't get the scrumps? No, but that is totally not true. It wasn't my time to be on air. My man got me a taco, and when you all were done, I turned around and said, do you all want a taco? I was ready to after, eat y'all tacos. After, after you'd eaten everything. Yeah, half-eaten uh, half taco. Do you want the rest of this? Uh, so I'm full. You want this last bite? Yeah. No, I offered <laughs> to get you all tacos. has got all over it. Y'all yeah. need to stop. I offered. I offered, hey, 
That's not right. But anyways, we had fun yesterday, and I finally got to meet Corey from the text line. <laughs> Corey's a great guy. Corey's a great guy. Great listener. Big fan of ours. So, Corey, thanks for coming out. And, and Mr. Thomas Malone came out. Did y'all get to meet him? I think y'all were talking. I think we were talking at the time. Yeah, he uh, listens every morning, so thank you, Thomas, as well. But now I, wa- I read the story on the Googles yesterday. Where? On the Googles. Imagine that. So, and some of you probably have already heard about it on the news, but I just want to talk about it for a second. So, back in June, when the NCAA changed, you know, the rules were college athletes can get endorsements and money. Well, The NIL. Yes. Olivia Dunn. Do you know who she is? Mr. Miss Dunn. I've heard, I've heard the name. She's a gymnast for a gymnast, LSU. LSU gymnast. And has taken off on social media. All these high school kids are following her on TikTok. She's, she's a really cute girl. Anyways, she has over 9 million followers. Goodness. She, I know, she has made $2.3 million just through social media and some endorsements. She just signed with, um, oh, what's a sports agency? W, WME Sports, which is a big sports agency. She signed with them. She got a deal for Grubhub, American Eagle, Forever 21 endorsing them and she's still a gymnast for LSU she was just recently I guess it was last Friday at Utah and all these guys high school kids were screaming for they were lined up outside (laughs) waiting to get a look (laughs) at her exactly and cheering her on and uh after the meet was over she left and they I guess they were still screaming and I guess she made a the kids made a comment to a Utah gymnast and so Olivia had to go on social media saying, hey, if you're going to come watch me at my beat meets, be respectful towards the gymnastics community and the other gymnasts. But here's what I think is funny. If you had $2.3 million, would you really go to college? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. But, I mean, she started doing She started on TikTok when she was 18 years old doing this. And... Just showing her meets, you know, showing her out at the beach or whatever. And now she has 9 million followers. She's like the number one college athlete right there. Hang on a second. 9 million and one. 9 million one. It could be more by now because she's like all over. Yeah, Ryan's following her. (laughs) Ryan's following her. I actually am. Oh, Ryan, 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 Ryan. But, hey, more power to her. But, you know, if that was my daughter, mm mm-mm. I don't think I would allow that. Now, take the money. Yes, you would. Take the money. <laughs> I don't know. Well, how are you going to get the money without that? I know. I know. There, there's a thought there, but, I mean, I wonder if she has to have security now. I I don't know. Well, I'd imagine. Probably. I mean, with 9 million if people you got, following you. If you got guys lined up outside the arena waiting to get a glimpse of you, yeah. <laughs> how long is she going to be a gymnast at LSU now? Well, that's that's my point. I mean, are you really gonna? I mean, somebody's gonna give her a reality TV show. A rea- who wants to watch her in a reality TV show? Nine million people. Six nine million people. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. I mean, what is it gonna be like? You know, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, or what's that other one? I mean, look what's on TV now. Well, I know you got yeah. all the Real Housewives. That's about as boring. But of every city in America, I mean, there's reality TV for everything out there. Yeah, they should do one here in Waco for 
For what? They have one here just in Waco. Just follow you, Tom, and Ryan around, and Matt Mosley, and, and myself. That'd be kind of funny, actually. No. The real no, it life. Would. no, no, it wouldn't. Really? No. <laughs> Why no. do you keep saying that? I think it'd be great. But anyways, I just thought that was interesting that Olivia Dunn, 20 years old, now, 9 million followers on social media, $2.3 million. How many followers do you have? On what? On social media. Social media. I don't on TikTok. Know. I probably have about 5,000. On TikTok? Oh, not on TikTok. But, I mean, between the other social media sites, I have about 5,000. So, like, all combined? Mm-hmm. No, you yeah, don't. But you yes, don't. I do. Go look at my Facebook page. No. But you don't make any money on that. Well, I could. Okay. I don't know how. I don't know. I'll endorse something. She's charging people. You're paying people. <laughs> She's what they call an influencer. That's right. I know. I am not. Well, I could be an influencer if I really put efforts in it. An influencer. Who for would like, you influence? You know, 45 and up. <laughs> <laughs> people listen. Uh, I'm just saying. But yeah, cool story. But, you know, I'd finish out my contract with my endorsements. Then I'd probably be at what? Maybe three and a half million. Be done. Be done. Be a commentator or something. Maybe she wants to get. <laughs> Corey says. Here we go. It's not rocket science. Why she's people are following her. She using what her mommy gave her gave you or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's I true, mean, Corey. Yeah, look her up. She's a very cute girl. She's she knows how to flaunt it. I mean, Smart. There's a, there's a reason why they were having to. <laughs> have security come out and corral those young men outside the coliseum. <laughs> well, and I, th- uh, I, th- and I'm, I, I read part of the story last week. I, I think one of the young ladies left the meet. One of the Utah ladies left the meet, and and some of the guys said, "Hey, you're not Olivia, but you'll do take a picture with me." Yeah, kind of insulting. Very insulting. And so wow. her mother, not real happy with that, took to social media yes. and said, "Knock it off." And then that's when she got involved again. And you know, it's you know, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. It's crazy, yeah. but hey, more power to Olivia. Make right. some money. I'm going to go be an influencer now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> we're right back with more in a moment. Recently on the John Moore Show. John Denton with us, longtime color analyst for TCU. Well, you know, the pressure's been on us for a couple of years, Johnny, since uh, you and uh, Baylor basketball team won the national championship. I mean, we at TCU had to do something. I'm running out of time. So I think yeah, you are. Like, if, if we're going to do it, it needs to be this year. There you go. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. D'Amore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. 
It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at CentexSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Lorena head football coach Ray Biles is retiring after 31 seasons at the school. His team's collected 207 wins in a state championship during his time at the helm of the Leopards. The Baylor men look to get into the Big 12 win column tonight on the road at West Virginia. Both the Bears and Mountaineers are 0-3 in league play. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame show at 5.30 this evening. The Baylor women are the only Big 12 team without a loss so far in conference action and host Oklahoma State tonight at the Ferrell Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on Star 104.9 FM. The MCC men and women both start conference play tonight, traveling to Hillsboro to take on Hill. The women's game starts at 5 o'clock, while the men are scheduled for a 7 o'clock tip-off. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Listen to game time online at SyntechSportsFan.com. It's 836. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Let's uh, let's talk to Steven Simcox. He's got the uh, the podcast uh, locked on Horn Frogs and and Stephen, let's uh, let's let's begin with the football game the other night. Obviously, a disappointing loss. But when you look back at it and look at the, the totality of the thing, uh, you got a first-year head coach who loses his starting quarterback on opening day and ends up thirteen and two and playing for a national championship. I, I think that's a pretty good year. Not a bad season. Uh, definitely better than expectations. Yeah, I mean Monday was was tough. Like they. We're never competitive. They got run off the field. I think Georgia, um, that, that close game they had against Ohio State really refocused them. And it was going to be tough for anybody to beat them. I'm not sure. You know, I know Alabama people are kind of chirping. 
that they could have hung with them. I know Alabama has a lot of talent, but I don't know if anybody could have stayed within a couple of touchdowns of them. Um, on Monday, I'm sure somebody might have given them a better game because TCU just didn't play well. I think that was the disappointing thing. You know, you can live with Georgia being a buzzsaw, but it was unfortunate they didn't play a great football game. But a learning experience, I mean, it, it was a new experience, obviously, for that team, for that coaching staff. Um, and I think they just weren't fully prepared for the moment. But, you know, that happens sometimes. And overall, you're right. Outstanding season. I mean, you really can't ask for anything better from Sonny Dice. You turn this thing around, change the culture there. Um, and now you, you sort of have to rebuild in a way. They had a lot of seniors on this group. You're losing Max Duggan, Kendra Miller, Quentin Johnston, a lot of your offensive playmakers. Um, so we'll get, a, I think, a better idea of kind of what their strategy is moving forward, what they want their identity to be moving forward. But um, a ton of positives and a lot of momentum for this football program that had kind of fallen behind and wasn't really talked about in the national scene. Um, outstanding job by Coach Dykes. And, yeah, they, they have something to build on now for sure. How big a player do you think TCU is going to be in the transfer porthole now that they've got their season behind them? I, I know it's kind of hard to be as active as they had liked to have been during the run for the national championship game, but now it, it seems to be more of a pressing issue for them because they do have a lot of holes to fill. Is there enough in the portal that they can fill the holes that they need to? I think they'll certainly try to hit the ground running. You know, they're going to be after a quarterback, not necessarily to uh, to start, but Sam Jackson, their backup. Um, he announced yesterday he was entering the portal. So I feel like they're going to go after a veteran player who if Chandler Morris, I assume, is going to win the starting job. If he gets hurt, at least you'll have somebody back there with some experience and that you feel comfortable leading the offense. Um, and then I think also in the trenches, you know, the offense and defensive line, you always need as many bodies there as you can. Um, they're losing three guys off the throw line. That was really good for them this season. So I expect them to be active. You know, as you said, Ward, they're kind of at a disadvantage because they've been playing games the last few weeks while everybody else has been trying to build the roster. So a lot of the big-name players have already found their destination, and they've added some players through the portal already. But um, I, Sonny Dyke said in the press conference after the game that there's four or five guys that they're chasing after. He didn't specify if they were high school or transfer portal players, but I imagine it's a mix of both. And I think they have some names on their list and a pretty clear idea of what they want to do over the next few weeks. Stephen, we we were talking about it earlier with Josh Neighbors. I'm going to ask you the same question. Did the did the win over Michigan change the perception of the Big 12 Conference? Did the loss to Georgia and the manner in which they lost, did that change the perception of the conference or none of the above? Yeah, I mean, it might just end up being a wash at the end of the day, Tom. I, I think the win over Michigan was huge because the Big Ten and SEC have kind of separated themselves as the, you know, the teams, the conferences at the top, or at least that's what they say. Uh, but then you go and you, you get rolled by Georgia. And I, I think some of the momentum that they built up over the past week uh, went away with that. But bottom line is, I mean, like the, the frustrating thing, in my mind, I think the SEC is the best conference in college football. I don't really think that's debatable. But really what we're talking about is we're talking about Georgia, Alabama, maybe occasionally LSU. We'll see what Tennessee does over the next few years. I know they had a great season this year. But it's it's the top dogs that are just overwhelmingly good. I feel like if you look pound for pound, you know, the Big 12 has a lot of parity. And 
a lot of the teams in the middle of the Big 12 could hang with the teams in the middle of the SEC. But once you get to that upper echelon, um, then it gets dicey. And honestly, I, I think it just comes down to the trenches. Like these these teams that are at the top, Georgia, Bama, you know, what, what you're seeing Tennessee do, what you're seeing Florida try to do in recruiting, like they're getting big physical offensive and defensive linemen who can wreck games before they start. And you guys know, I mean, you, you understand football, like, you can have great skill players. I think mean, the Big 12 does have great skill players all around. But if a defensive tackle or a defensive end is in the quarterback's lap as soon as the ball snaps, it doesn't matter how much speed you have on the outside. It doesn't matter, you know, how your guys can go up and catch the ball. The play is going to get blown up. And so that was what stood out to me on, you know, Monday. I think it's it's been the issue in the Big 12 for a long time. I don't have a great solution for it. Um, but that's that, to me, is kind of the separating factor. I think – a lot of people will look at the results and just say, oh, yeah, the Big 12 is fraudulent like they already think. But, um, you know, I, I think the league's making strides. I, I feel like it was beneficial for the league that TCU was able to get it done. But at the end of the day, everybody's still kind of chasing the top dogs, which are in the SEC right now. No doubt former Temple Wildcat Quentin Johnson's a first-round pick for the draft coming up in April. But how high up do you think Quentin goes? I, mean, I think he'll probably be the first wide receiver off the board, Ward. So you're looking, I would think, top 15. I'm curious to see what he does. You know, I hope his agent. Sometimes guys go to the combine. They don't really go through the whole process. But I really hope whoever's advising him tells him to just go for it at the combine. Because I think he's going to put up some silly numbers. I mean, he's legitimately fast for his size. I think he could run 4-4, four, 4-3 four, four, maybe. Um, and then he's obviously got a great vertical lead. He's a great basketball player at Temple. Um, he, he uses that body and that frame to kind of box people out at times. You know, he's got all the physical tools. I think the questions about Quentin are going to be the consistency at times, which in my mind, some of that was due to the fact that they were really a run first offense the first couple of years of his career. And as much as I love Max, I don't think he's the best pocket passer in the world. And so there were times where he would just miss Quentin on some of the routes. Um, you know, he needs to refine his route tree a little bit, but, He's got all the tools. He's big. He's physical. He can go up and get 50-50 balls. He's fast. I think this coaching staff figured out how to use him in ways to get yards after the catch, which is something that he really didn't do early in his college career. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he'll be a top 15, top 20 pick. And hopefully he finds a, a great fit for him where he can develop and kind of hone in on some of these things. But, um, you know, he's a hard worker. Seems like a, a great kid with a good head on his shoulders. And so I – I expect him to be successful at the next level with everything he's been blessed with from a physical standpoint. Turn our attentions to a little basketball real quick. Uh, TCU in Texas tonight. Big game early in, in the league. I, I realize we got two months of basketball, but man, this is uh this is this could be a knockdown drag out tonight. Every game in the Big Twelve just feels like a, a must win because all these teams are so good. Uh and it could be. Yeah, TCU's interesting. They they've kind of changed their style this year, even though it's pretty much the same team as last season. Uh, last year, they struggled to score. That was kind of their Achilles heels. Their offense would go stagnant at times, and so they made up for it by crashing the offensive glass and playing really, really good defense. Um, and this season, they've been getting up and down the floor a lot. They've changed the pace of the game. They're running a lot of fast breaks, trying to get points in transition, use their athleticism to get to the rim because they're not a great shooting team. Um, and so Iowa State beat them on Saturday by slowing the game down. I'm curious to kind of see what Texas does. So I think Texas can run with them in a way that a lot of other Big 12 teams can't. But, uh, you know, it's affected their defense to a certain extent. I think when you're trying to get out and transition so much, 
you know, sometimes the effort on defense isn't fully there, but when they're locked in, they're really good. It would be a big win if they could get, you know, a victory over UT. They got a tough, I mean, every stretch in the Big 12 is tough, but they got KU coming up as well, Kansas State, which is the highest team in the country. Um, so they got to find a way to kind of stay afloat and steal one of these games over the next three and make sure they're still in position to make a run towards the end of the season. What has Jamie Dixon done different to this team to give them so much confidence right now? Yeah, I mean, I think as opposed to the beginning of the year, they've just gotten a little healthier. Mike Miles is fully healthy. Damian Ball came back from a suspension for hiring an agent when he shouldn't have or hiring an uncertified agent um, when he made the decision to try to go pro. He ended up coming back. But they're fully healthy now. Um, I think it's a senior-laden team. So just as the season's gone on, they've kind of gotten their footing. And, you know, they, they already know how to play together. It's so rare in college basketball to have a core group that stays together for multiple years. So um, they got a lot of guys in the transfer portal last season and it, it came together for them towards the end of the year. I think they're just trying to build off that this season and they've done that so far. Steven, what are you working on for the podcast? Yeah, plenty of off season football stuff now. Um, so we'll talk about Sam Jackson, the transfer portal, some potential names to watch over the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be on full tilt in basketball as well as, you know, it's a great lead, great matchups every week. So, Locked on Horn Frogs on YouTube, on your favorite podcast platform. As always, guys, appreciate you having me on the show. Hey, thanks. Have a great day. We appreciate your time. Steven Simcox from the uh, podcast Locked on Horn Frogs. 847, we're 13 away from 9 o'clock. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. And we talk some Baylor basketball. We do it next. Recently on Game Time, the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, joins us. You know, obviously we all know how good the men's side of the ledger is in the Big 12 and how tough it is. And, and, and the women are have become like that, too. There's four ranked teams. There's really no pushovers in the league. For the Bears to have won two road games already against top 25 teams, the caveat is it's just January. But you even think about putting yourself in a position to win the Big 12. That's a fantastic start. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The story of the nurse and the foot pain that nearly brought him down. I feel like I'm giving people their lives back. Robert lived to take care of his patients, but he couldn't do it unless he took care of his foot pain. I have plantar fasciitis. It'll almost put you on your knees. That's how much it hurts. His own recovery started when he got fitted for arch supports at the Goodfeet store. Now that I'm pain-free, I can make these people feel better. Can't beat that. Stop by or schedule your free fitting at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet Store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Do you know that this time of year, blood donations are at their lowest? But there's good news. You can help. In just one hour, you can donate blood with Carter Blood Care for local hospital patients who need life-saving transfusions. So do what I do. Take a break, donate blood, and save lives. Schedule your appointment today at carterbloodcare.org. That's carterbloodcare.org. Or call 800-366-2834 for more info. And help save a life with Carter Blood Care. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. 
Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer, including disability and veterans. The Big 12 Blitz, weekdays at 5.50 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. It's the Greater Waco Chamber of Commerce First Pitch Luncheon, Wednesday, January 25th at 11.30 at the Baylor Club. Presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet with keynote speaker Sean Tolleson, the former Los Angeles Dodger, Texas Ranger, and Baylor Bear. We'll also have season previews from Baylor baseball coach Mitch Thompson, Baylor softball coach Glenn Moore, MCC baseball coach Tyler Johnson, and MCC softball coach Chris Berry. For tickets and more information, go to WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. That's WacoChamberOfCommerce.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Lorena head football coach Ray Biles is retiring after 31 seasons at the school. His team's collected 207 wins in a state championship during his time at the helm of the Leopards. The Baylor men look to get into the Big 12 win column tonight on the road at West Virginia. Game on ESPN Central Texas starting with the pregame show at 5.30 this evening. The Baylor women are the only Big 12 team without a loss so far in conference action and host Oklahoma State tonight at the Farrell Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock, and you can hear the game on Star 104.9 FM. The MCC men and women both start conference play tonight, traveling to Hillsboro to take on Hill. The women's game starts at 5 o'clock, while the men are scheduled for a 7 o'clock tip-off. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. All right, day 51, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we got basketball coming your way tonight. I got men and women. The uh, women are going to take on the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State. That game will tip off at 7, 6.30 for the broadcast with Derek and Sophia. That will be over on 104.9 FM, Star FM. And, uh, Ward, we talked about it uh, earlier today, but, man, it's a, it's a Baylor team that went on the road and, and got a road win at Oklahoma and then turned around and got a road win at Kansas. So you got two road wins in the Big 12 against top 25 opponents well, you, I mean, look, it's and it, this is like the men's league. This the women's league is a what have you done for me lately league. You got to come back home and take care of your home business, so it, so it doesn't negate those great wins. And that's look if you can take care of your home floor and steal a couple on the road. I mean, I know that's a cliche, but it's but absolutely it's true. true. Uh, you you have you give yourself an absolute chance, and so now you have to defend your home floor. You have to forget about the big wins that you had on the road and take it one game at a time and, and come home and be able to play in front of your home crowd. I I think this is a big game and, and how you do that, how you go about your business and be able to just keep knocking them down is going to be really huge for this basketball team and, and, and see what, if, 
you know, Nikki can keep them grounded and, and keep them moving in the right direction. Sometimes that's easier said than done, but it, you just, you've got to not look too far ahead and not look too far behind. On the men's side. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, and I hate to use the term must win because look, you don't it know. It, it is. It's pretty darn close. You, but you don't know what's going to happen throughout the league uh, as the season unfolds. But I know this, you cannot expect to win the league if you started at 0-4, 0-5. And this team has got to find a way to finish and find a way to win. You're not going to win this league if you start 0-4. I'll, I'll just throw that out there. Not too good. And, and, and that's the issue. It's not winning games. It's not getting going and winning games. It's passing people Mm -hmm. because they're not waiting on you. No. They're winning games too. And that's, yeah. So, look, it's an 0-3 West Virginia team. It's an 0-3 Baylor team. And and again, I know we've said it a million times. You're one basket. You're one stop. You're one free throw. Whatever. At some point, that's got to stop. You've got to convert. You've got to find a way to make that happen. We can say you are one win away. I mean, you're you're a win away, or, or you're a point away from winning. I mean, they got two one point losses in the Ferrell Center. Yeah, that's hard to take. Well, it, look, by no means, even if they lose tonight, is the season over. Let's don't get that sideways. Right. I the the conference is probably out of reach, but the season is not over because there's going to be a handful of teams out of this conference that get into the tournament. And all you got to do is get there. That's yeah. it. As long as you continue to get better leading up to the tournament, then all you have to do is get in the dance. But at some point, you've got to turn this corner. Right. And, and then it becomes a seeding issue. Uh, you know, Look, this, I, I think it would be fair to say that seven or eight teams are going to get in out of the ten. The I league would, is that good. I would think so. The league is that good. But if you're seven or eight, you're not – I mean, it's it's where you go – and where you're seated and who you play, your 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 competition is going to get ramped up early, and, and so you're you're trying right now to move back to the top of the heap, so that you're going to be a you know a, a one seat, a two seat, a three, whatever the case may be. I mean, this is different air for this basketball yes. team. This is the first time since the 2019-2020 season, the start of the 2019-2020 season. They haven't been in the AP Top 25. And go back. I think this is the first 0-3 start since Scott Drew's first or second year here. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. And again, this team could, and and I'm tired of saying it, but it's true, this team could easily be 2-1 as they are 0-3. But the fact of the matter is they're 0-3, and they are desperate for a W when they play an 0-3 West Virginia team who is equally as desperate. And at home. Mm-hmm. So this is huge. This is an absolute huge game for Scott Drew's team. And as he talked about, it's, you know, and again, I'll go back and tell you, you score 95 and 87, you think you're going to win. So it's it's about, to me, it's about getting a stop. Well, it's defense right now. Yes, it is. And this, yes, this it team is. is predicated on playing defense. That's mm-hmm. how they've got to where they've got. That's mm-hmm. how they won the national championship mm-hmm. was defense. Yeah. I, right I, now. They're not. They're not getting 
what they're accustomed to getting. Not that and, championship caliber D. And it, you know, maybe they're still trying to learn the ropes in that, still trying to learn to play that team defense. It, and it, you know, maybe it's taking longer than they would like it to. Hopefully, we'll see it tonight turn around and, and open back up and that defense shows up. Because one thing that does happen is defense travels. Indeed. Hey, we got to go. Uh, John Morris is coming up at uh, 3 this afternoon from from uh, Morgantown. And Matt Mosley's here at 4. We're back in the morning at 7. Have a great day.